Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Learn to Love podcast, your guide to everything love, sex, intimacy, and relationships. Each week, your host, Zach Beach, interviews new experts on love, including couples therapists, relationship coaches, sex educators, and best-selling authors. Learn the best tips and cutting-edge wisdom to better love yourself, others, and the world. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the Learn to Love podcast, everyone. I am your host, Zach Beach, and I'm here with the incredible author, Juan Lee. Hello, Juan, and welcome to the show. Hello, Zach. How are you today? I'm well, and I'm excited. And today we are going to be talking about making love simple. And for those that don't know, Juan Lee is a transformational speaker, author, and teacher on the powerful principle of love. Perfect for this show, if I have to say so myself. And for over 30 years, he has studied organized religion to find the elements that unite humanity and share this message with those who need it. Based outside of Washington, D.C., Juan has many career experiences, including serving in the U.S. Air Force. Last year, he published the book, Love Made Simple, A Guide to Inner Peace, Contentment, and Success. And how are you today, Juan? Hey, I'm just doing great. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. I'm so glad that you're on, and I really want to just hop right into it because I'm going to be asking you a series of questions today. This is, after all, an interview. And you write in your book that no matter the question, the answer is love, including the answer to what's missing in our life, including the answer to happiness and purpose and fulfillment. So love means a lot of different things to different people. So when you say, no matter the question, the answer is love, what does love mean to you? The short answer to that is, is that love, the system for success in life, hmm. love is everything. It's the, it's the purpose behind your fulfillment. It's everything that you need. It's I mean, there's a lot that I could say just in that statement and that question and just summing it up. It's the system for life. Mm. If we can understand how love works, it fills every, every void, every situation, every circumstance in your life. Hmm. So how does that play out in your life? For example, when you say like love is everything you need, have you found and felt that by bringing more love into your life, it just fills in all the gaps? You know, and this is one of the things that, that you have to realize about love. Love is the system that we are intended to use to be able to live this life, to have this life experience. You know, every mm. ex every everything in life has a process. Everything mm -hmm. in life has a way that it works. And we're no different. And what that is for humans, for humanity, it's love. Mm -hmm. It's the love for humanity is that makes humanity work. Mm -hmm. It's what makes each and every one of us who we are and being able to fulfill what it is that we have to accomplish and meet our 
our fulfill that fulfill that need that we have mm. in life, and that's what it all is all about. So it's all about understanding why love is important, why what life is all about. To be honest with you, mm. it gives you the definitions of what love really, what role it plays in our lives. Mm. So I wholeheartedly agree with you. And I'm curious, what brought you to this conclusion? Like, what on your path brought you on this discovery of love? You've lived many lives, many different careers, and now you've devoted yourself to spreading this message. So what were some, like, really big turning points that brought you to this truth? I guess I'll tell you a little bit of the story. I joined the military right out of Mm -hmm. high school, and that was as a result of my experience in school. I had an undiagnosed learning disability. I still do. I mean, it's diagnosed now, but at this t- at that time when I was in high school, I didn't, it wasn't diagnosed. Mm-hmm. And so I was really frustrated. I went through life not measuring up, going through school not measuring up, having very low self-esteem and not knowing which way to go. I was just afraid of life. I mean, I had no idea as to where to turn, which way to go. I was looking for directions and there was no answers. Mm -hmm. And so I had always been a part of religion. I grew up in the church and things like that. And that just made things even more confusing for me Mm. because there was no answers there. I mean, it was this abstractness and there was, there was nothing firm, nothing that I could put my hands on. Mm -hmm. So my only options that I had at the time I felt was to go into the military Mm-hmm. And when I went into the military, a lot of the things that I had heard about in my in religion became clear to me mm. because I had gone into an organization where people came from all walks of life and they all came together for one mission. And that mission was for national defense. Mm-hmm. And I began to see the application of love and effect because everybody had to have the same attitude towards that same mission. Even though we all had different jobs, different responsibilities, it was where you saw because we all had that commonality of our nation's defense, Mm -hmm. it was the thing that drove us to do what was ever necessary to defend this country. And so it was that love for the country Mm. that I began to see what love really looks like and what it costs, to be honest with you. It's not free. It's got, it's cost you something to be able to love Mm -hmm. because it's a sacrifice. That's probably one of the bigger things that I had to realize is that to love something means that you're going to give something. Mm-hmm. That's what it means. It's the act of giving is what love is. And so it was the actions behind what the feeling was. You know, it was the action that you had to put in place so that you would manifest that desired outcome. Mm-hmm. And so that was where it began. And everything began to take place because in the military there were systems you know you learned systems and you repeated them over and over and over again to get to the results that you wanted every time Mm 
And that was a part of how I came to the understanding of what love is and all of the attributes that go along with it so that you can ultimately have that same outcome that you're desiring every time. And life is just like that. Life is just a repeat of the things that are going on. I mean, it just repeats itself day after day after day after day. And unfortunately, very few of us realize that it's a system. Hmm. And love is the system for life. Hmm. Yeah, this is something I often connect with, this idea that love is about connection. <laughs> right? And we do live in a very interconnected world, a world of what we sometimes call interbeing and interdependence. And hearing you talk about when you're in the military, you felt this basic connection with the people around you because you had this one kind of goal and mission that was connecting you to work towards this common thing. Mm -hmm. And I want to challenge you a little bit on this idea because I think when a lot of people think of the military, they think of it as a violent force in the world. Mm -hmm. You know, I wish that we cultivated, uh, you know, peace and connection. And there's this incredible military industrial complex building tanks and bombs and purveying violence and creating much suffering in the world. So I'm wondering what your sort of like following thoughts are on those that do feel that like the military is a force of violence and suffering and destruction and not actually loving at all. I, I agree with you 100%. The comparison that I use in drawing this understanding, this, this love out of my experience in the military, it was not necessarily the results of the military. Mm -hmm. It was the systems of the military. The military is no different. Like I said, it's like life, but it's it's the system for every kind of business, to be honest with you. It was just my experience. It was my experience. Again, I was right out of high school. It was my job. Okay. And what the military offered you um, that most jobs don't offer you was that they're going to basically redefine you. There's not too many jobs that they're out there that you're going to be expected to lose your life. Mm -hmm. That's a sacrifice you put on, you sign the dotted line that you're going, you're willing to give the ultimate sacrifice for that one thing that we all have in common. Mm -hmm. That takes any job to another level mm. because I don't know how many of us go to work every day and decide that, you know, I'm going to die for this job. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't necessarily in what the mechanism's outcome was intended to do mm -hmm. as it was as to how that system or how that, that organization operate. Mm. And it was the results that was necessary or the, the systems that were necessary to get that type of results. I don't, it's very difficult. I mean, it's interesting. It's the first time somebody's ever really challenged, pushed back a little bit on that because I know it's kind of contrary to what we say and we think about when we think about love mm -hmm. because it, it's end result is an agenda, okay? 
and it's it's the it's basically forcing someone else's agenda on someone else. Mm. It's like I'm gonna force my agenda on to another nation, another party. But that's that's a part of our society. Um and so yeah, that aspect of it is not loving. Mm-hmm. Um but the but the but the system of love applies across the board in every area of your life. It doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. And and this is a very interesting, you know, statement or question though because there is some people that would you know, have ideas as it relates to love in and of itself. See, love, you can love to do bad things just as well as you can love to do good things. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't realize that the system of love works. The intent behind it is what really matters. It's what your intentions are. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people don't realize because we use the word love so intermingly with so many different things. You know, I love this. I love that. I love this. And for the most part, it's about selfishness. It's like I, it's what it's what's good for me. I love what's good for me. But that's really not love because love is something that has someone else's best interest in mind. Mm-hmm. It's a giving. It's not a receiving I mean, it reciprocates. It can, it comes back to you, but that's because of what you give. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in that regard, yeah, it's not the military. Don't by any chance, you know, by any means, hear love and the objective of military as being one and the same. It's about the systems that I learned in the military that demonstrated love. Mm. Yeah, it's so interesting hearing this perspective because it does remind me of the famous story in the Bhagavad Gita, an ancient Hindu text, where Arjuna is on the battlefield and he's looking across the battlefield to the quote-unquote enemy and realizes that this is his brothers and sisters and he doesn't know what to do, whether or not to go to war and whether or not to fight this battle because he senses this connection in the world and he gets visited by Krishna and Krishna essentially says, I'm the real one in charge here and we all follow this cycle of death and rebirth and put your trust in me and surrender to me and give your offering to me and this is really the key to a path that i love which is known as bhakti yoga which is the path of surrender the path of devotion and i feel like that's very much connected to what i'm hearing from you and in that when you're like part of this like larger system it does have this element of sacrifice this element of surrender even this element of devotion and this element of giving and surrendering to this kind of higher order and layer of the universe. And I also do love to think that love is like this connecting force and the same connection between like two people in love is the same connection of the electron and the proton and the same connection of like the sun and the earth of gravity. Like all of the forces that connect and allow this universe to exist is based in this idea of love. And You mentioned earlier about God and religion and how you finally understood some of the truths that you had been told earlier on in life that you didn't quite understand at the time. And you write this in your book that religion affords us an opportunity or a platform to learn the concept of God and therefore love. 
So I'm curious, what to you represents this connection between God and love? Well, see, that's the very interesting thing about it, because it's it's just that it's it's a guide to love. Love is the ultimate. All of those things that you just alluded to as it relates to nature and the, the universe and natural, all of those things are absolutely operates under the same system of love. Mm. It, it all works together. And so we really have to understand that love is the key to this existence. Mm-hmm. And religion was something that allowed you to recognize that love is the key. Mm. And so it was that experience that, you know, because of the way in which it's taught, it's confusing to be honest with you, mm-hmm. because every religion has their own God. Mm-hmm. And so when you begin to realize and you take the real essence of the experience and that's love, that's the action out of it. You, you need the action to be able to realize what it is that we're trying to accomplish. See, I look at it as the love is for humanity. It's for the bigger good. Mm-hmm. It's not for me and mine. It's for us all. And so it's that same love that historians or the few, the people in the past um, presented to us in the present was their investment into us, mm. that love that they had. And so as a result of it, we're doing and should be doing the exact same thing for the next generation, investing love mm. so that we have that um that fulfilling experience here in life that will aid and assist the next generation. Hmm. Absolutely. I do believe that the thing that propels humanity forward is love. Every parent that I know wants a better life for their children and they're propelled to create a better life than the one that they had and the one their parents had. It's just unfortunately that they don't know what the system is because, see, it's the system affords that because that system does so many things. It does introspection. It allows us to look inside of ourselves and begin to develop ourselves so that we have something to give. And you're absolutely right. Three of the components of love is, and I like to share these, is that it's love is a chameleon. That means it's adaptable to any situation. It just blends in, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's for the purpose of someone else and the success of everybody as a whole. And then the other one is is that love is a conduit. And this is what you've been talking about earlier. It connects us one to the other so that our gifts can flow back and forth one to the other. Our abilities, our skills, so that my needs will be met by yours and and your needs being met by mine. Mm -hmm. And it's that a willingness to give that which we have to one another. And the last C is that it's a choice. You know, love is a choice. It's something that every one of us have the capacity to love because everybody wants to love, be loved. Mm. Everybody wants to understand. Here's the thing. Fulfillment is nothing but the results of demonstration of love. I love that. So love is a chameleon, a conduit, and a choice. The three C's of love. The three C's. (laughs) 
It's so interesting when you say love is love is a chameleon and, and it's adaptable to any situation because I was also thinking again about our talk on the military and how love can also be kind of construed or manipulated in many situations. The military might be like, do you love your country? And you say, yes. And they say, okay, well, let's go to war and then fight these people on the other side of the planet. And you're like, wait a second. <laughs> I don't remember. What about loving those people? And another way that love can be misconstrued and has been misconstrued and manipulated is in the church and in the past. For example, like in your book, you mentioned that for centuries in the United States, Christianity was used to suppress African-Americans during the time of slavery. And tremendous violence has also happened via people believing they're on some sort of crusade or some sort of campaign for God. And as a result, many people have misconstrued the teachings of great people like Jesus and Muhammad. And I'm curious, how do we just come back to love and compassion for all beings? And how do we make sure that love is not manipulated for ulterior, potentially violent and deadly motives? Again, this is something that's really going to be for us to be able to gather an understanding of humanity. Mm -hmm. If we don't gather that understanding as to who humanity is, see, a lot of people I've come to realize is they don't understand life and what role life is and plays in, in, in humanity or, or vice versa, how humanity plays into life. We have to understand how we connect. Mm-hmm. And if we, we can't get that connection, it's a selfishness that is driven, that's driving us. Mm -hmm. And we have to allow it. We got to get past the selfishness. And it's really interesting because this life experience, it's only temporary. Mm -hmm. We have to understand that the value of this experience has to be greater than this temporary time. Mm-hmm. And humanity is bigger than this temporary time. See, humanity was here before we got here. Mm. And humanity will be here after we're gone. Mm -hmm. And if we don't understand that humanity is the bigger part of our experience, we're struggling trying to engage life, mm. trying to get all that we can out of it because we think that we have to do it ourselves. We think we have to do what's in my own best interest. This, this experience has never been about any individual. It's about the continuation of humanity. Mm. We're not taught this. Mm -mm. And so as a result, everybody's out here trying to figure it out. You know, at the end of this journey, it's like, what was we even here for? Mm -hmm. you, you don't know. I mean, but here's the point. When you can get this and you can focus and understand that this picture is bigger than you, it's bigger than you. Mm -hmm. And then and then you understand that every port, every person is important, necessary, and they have what is sufficient for their time. Mm. It's necessary for us to gather this for everybody's benefit. Absolutely. I think one of the biggest things preventing us from feeling connection with other people is our culture's huge emphasis on individualism. 
as you mentioned, you said that we have to get past the selfishness. And this is selfishness that's been deeply ingrained in us since we were young, that, you know, we're an individual and we have to meet our own needs and we're not encouraged to be compassionate to other beings or to think about the larger picture or to think about the larger humanity that we are serving. And it's absolutely right. I mean, it's it's essential to understanding what life is. How many mm. people have you run across or experienced that, you know, all their, their first thing that comes up, I'm trying to figure out life. Mm-hmm. Everybody's out here trying to understand life. And here's the point, and I, and I guess you need to make this point, is that you and I, as being human, we are experiencing life. Mm-hmm. We don't own nor possess any. Mm-hmm. Okay? We're experiencing it. And I think when we can begin to first take that step to understand that we're experiencing life and we don't own it we're not we don't possess it we're just experiencing it and -hmm. it just makes situations where we occur that's what life does life presents situations that we have to adapt overcome adjust the key is love Hmm. it gives us the ability to overcome adapt and adjust yeah, it's very profound what you're saying. It even reminds me of common teaching of the Buddha and what it takes to drop out of our egoic, self-centered desires is we let go of clinging to anything as I, me, or mine. Years ago, I heard that um, that saying, and I was like, man, if we could only understand that without having to attach that to any type of religion, mm-hmm. because religions have been divisive. And the thing about it is, is that we have concepts that we all need to employ so that we can live this life, experience this life with one another. Mm. In spite of how they, you get to that outcome of love, it's the same. We're here for humanity's sake. Absolutely. We are here for humanity's sake. And this is something that has been coming to mind very recently. And I wanted to ask your perspective because you have been in the military because something that's in the news right now is the very challenging situation in Afghanistan. The United States has pulled out and the Taliban has come in and people have realized that two decades and trillions of dollars and thousands of lives have been wasted. And you write in your book that peace is the ultimate goal in existence. So... I want to ask you more about, you know, what it takes for us to find peace in this world and create peace. And it's kind of a two-part question of, in your mind, why is peace the ultimate goal of existence? And then what's the path to get there? Well, that's a good question because peace is the ultimate fulfillment and it's internal though. Hmm. It's an internal peace. It's a clarity of mind. See, the circumstances around us don't dictate our peace. We have a tendency to think that it's less when there's no confrontations or no um, external wars or fights. But the peace that I'm referring to is a peace that's on the inside, that you have a mind that's of its clarity of understanding. Mm-hmm. It, it it provides you that clarity that's necessary from day to day that we don't have to stumble trip because we know that this is a system that we're on 
Things are going to happen. The days are going to change in the sense that what happens today is not going to be indicative of what happens tomorrow, but you know that that cycle is coming. Mm. Okay. And so that peace is a place in a state of mind. And, and, and how do we do it? What do we do? We have to be able to decide that that's what we're after, that that's more important than anything else is that we maintain that state of mind. Hmm. But you got to realize that selfishness is not going to be the way. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be. The way you get there is through love. Hmm. That's that peace of mind that surpasses anybody's circumstances. That bad diagnosis, that situation, that circumstances that that really, you know, doesn't go in line with what we want. Mm-hmm. But how do we maintain that state of clarity, that peace, that state of mind that allows us to be able to weather whatever that high or low that we might be presented with? So true. I just want to repeat what I'm hearing from you because it's, it's just such a wonderful idea that peace is not outside of you, but is found within you. And selfishness won't get you there, but love will. <sighs> Such a beautiful sentiment. That's it. So we should move on to today's topic on making love simple, uh, which is the title of your new book. And my first question is, well, why is love so complicated in the first place? Hmm. <laughs> the biggest the biggest reason is is because it has so many different definitions of it. Everybody has their own definition of it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's even taught in various types of ways. I grew up learning about love in church in the sense that God is love. Mm-hmm. And yet I couldn't put my head around it. I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't see it because... God is is something that is abstract. Mm-hmm. But what comes to find out is, is that when we're able to understand the reality of what love is, you know, then we can begin to make sense out of what life is about. Because to first understand love, you got to understand life. Mm-hmm. So what we need to do is to understand that love is universal. Mm-hmm. It's for everybody. It benefits us all. And it's not just for a select few. And that's where I think we have been led to understand that if you don't do it this way, then love is not, you don't have access to love. The love that is meant for life and not just for any one group of people. Hmm. Absolutely. That to me is just the key to dropping out of our limited, selfish, egoic identities is seeing the larger perspective, seeing ourselves as one humanity on one planet connected via one love. We aren't different races. We aren't different nationalities. We're one human race trying our best to survive on this small planet together. You know, and it seems very easy to think like that, but it's amazing how we've indoctrinated ourselves to be more divisive mm-hmm. in everything that we do. So we got to go to the next step. So this is why love can be really complicated. So what are the steps to making our love more simple? Well, here, here is the easiest and the very, the very basic fundamentals is that love is, like we spoke before, it's a choice. Mm. 
you have to want to to entertain the attitudes of love in your life experience. And love has a multitude of attitudes, a list of attitudes that you can employ so that you can get the results that benefits humanity and yourself. It doesn't exclude yourself, but you're a part of your, of humanity. So the attitudes allow you the ability to hmm. demonstrate love, bring forth the actions of love. Hmm. That's really the bolts of it, that love are attitudes. Hmm. And they are the ones that look at presenting love to someone else. Yeah, I'd love to get deep into that idea of giving our love to someone else. Because right now, I feel like we have been talking rather abstractly about love being the connecting force of the universe, and we need to bring more of it into our lives. But I would love some like concrete examples for our listeners like almost calls to action when we say love is a choice what are some examples of choices we can make today tomorrow for each other for ourselves in order to bring more love into the world well here's the thing love is something that is the ability to be able to first do self-inspection okay the first thing that love does is is it's a sacrifice and so when you're able to show someone else that you're willing to give of yourself for their benefit, that's love. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so it's, it becomes more difficult because we think that we have to give something that is going to take something away from us. Mm-hmm. And that's not really it. See, you can only give what you have and being able to give it implies that you have it to give. Mm -hmm. See, so many people don't want to give because they want to hoard it or hold it for themselves. But when you're really secure in who you are, and that's why the first part is this, is that you have to develop yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got to be able to be secure in who you are Mm -hmm. to really be able to love. And what does that mean? You got to do some introspection begin to look into some things and say, okay, why does these things bother me? Why am I being moved by situations that are causing me to to be less than love, to be able to present something less than that's lovely for someone else, that doesn't help someone else? I can go through any parts of my careers and I've always wanted to be a team player. Mm-hmm. You know, again, that goes back to the military. We were one for all and all for one. It didn't matter what I did. It was that my part hooked up to someone else that made the big picture to be better, to make it clear. Mm-hmm. And so I always knew that what I had, it only was as good if somebody else needed it. And so that's what I do. I look to give what I have. And as much as you're willing to give what you have, you'll be able to get more than you can give mm-hmm. by just giving what you have. Whenever the circumstances that you find yourself in, take yourself out of yourself and try to give what you have. Mm-hmm. Give it to somebody. If you have a situation that things don't look particularly well for you, take your focus off of yourself. Focus on someone else because we we're, will we're, we'll be very quick to begin to go through a pity party for ourselves Mm -hmm. we just got to stay out of ourselves and be thinking about what you can do for others 
you, everybody has something to give. Mm-hmm. Everybody. It doesn't matter. We can continue to develop who we are, having more to give, but it doesn't matter where you are in life. Mm. If there's something that is dragging you down, something that's pulling you down, take what you have and go give it to mm. someone else. Absolutely. I resonate with so many of the things that you just said. And it's something that's come up before on the podcast, too, is I talk to a lot of couples therapists and they always say that keeping score in relationship doesn't work. If you have this scoreboard in your head that's like, oh, I did this, I've cleaned the dishes, I've washed the floor, you know, I washed, cleaned the house five times this week, so now my partner needs to do it. It doesn't work. Successful partners in the relationship focus more on what they can do and what they can give rather than what they can get. I agree with you 100% because those are the applications of love that when you begin to put them in place, you know, love, it's not about you. Mm. It's really not about you. Mm-hmm. It's what can you do for someone else, especially in relationships. Absolutely. And that's the other funny thing is earlier you brought up in my mind this idea of the bhakti path, the path of surrender or devotion. And now I'm hearing from you what is sometimes referred to as the karmic path or the seva path, the path of selfless service, the path of giving, the path of ultimate ego surrender where you completely devote your life to be in the service of others. This is an attitude. Mm -hmm. That's an attitude. It's how you carry yourself from day to day. It's not something that happens once. It's who you are. It's the attitude that you operate under. I mean, we're going to have different situations, but the end result is how can I give to someone else? Mm -hmm. Instead of looking at what can I get from someone else, Mm -hmm. it's about what can I add to that connection that what can I give that makes that person better whole complete absolutely and that's we have so many opportunities every single day to brighten somebody else's day and love is that choice of deciding to commit to helping others That's it. I mean, you know, a lot of us don't even know we need help. Mm. We won't even acknowledge that we need help. And so can you imagine if you just arbitrarily just walked up to someone and gave them? I mean, how many times have you seen stories where it's just a kind person? You know, they've just done something for someone else and they call it a kind person. That should be the norm. That shouldn't be the exception. Absolutely. So thank you so much, Juan, for sharing with us your very inspiring ideas about love. And I feel like we've answered this last question already in so many ways, but I still have to ask it because it's the last question I ask all of my guests who come onto the show, which is quite simply, what do you wish everyone knew about love? You know, that's interesting. Um, Love is the hardest and the most fulfilling thing that you will ever experience. Mm. But nothing is worth having that's easy. Mm. We have to consistently grow in sacrifice for others. Mm. 
Beautiful. I love it. Love is hard, but nothing worth having is easy. And I love your emphasis on love as being a part of sacrifice and giving and surrender and service and selfless service to others. So thank you so much for sharing that. And for our listeners who want to learn more about you, how can they find you? They can find me at any of my social media hangouts. <laughs> I am, you can first, by all means, go to my website, wanleetheauthor.com. I'm also on Facebook. You can reach me at wanleeauthor on Facebook. I'm on Instagram, that same place, the same way. I'm at Twitter. I'm at Love Made Simple at Twitter. I also wanted to let people know that I also am creating a course about love. Mm. about how you can apply it in your journey in life. Um, and so look out for that coming up soon because the implementation is everything. It's the attitudes of love mm. that we need to be able to put in place. And life changes with our perspective. You know, when we change our attitude, our life experiences change. Our perspective changes. Wonderful. So Love Made Simple is your new book. I encourage our listeners to check it out. And thank you again, Juan, for coming on to the show. And thank you, listeners, for listening to the show. We hope you remember that peace is not outside you, but within you. And selfishness won't get you there, but love will. Love is a chameleon, a conduit, and a choice. A choice to make every day an opportunity to brighten someone else's day to be in the path of selfless service and giving and sacrifice and giving our love and compassion to others and remember love is hard but nothing worth having is easy love is the key to happiness and fulfillment in this life if you want to learn more about me, you can head to zachbeach.com and learn more about the show at theheartcenter.com. Thanks again, Juan. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks again for listening to the Learn to Love podcast. To learn more about the show and your host, head over to zachbeach.com or theheartcenter.com. You can also follow Zach on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 